the more that we understand the power of God in us, the more we have access to walk in it. The less you understand of the power of God in you, the less you have power to access it. So tonight's message I titled, The Reason Most Christians Do Not Walk in Power. How many of you guys might want to know, what is the reason most Christians do not walk in power? Well, you're about ready to find out. Your identity determines your ability. Wait, before I start, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that every ear is going to hear the truth. Every blinder be removed, every stubborn spirit if there's any left, I don't know how it could be, but if there was, it must go in Jesus' name. Come on, right? Anything sneaking and hiding must go. In any deaf and dumb spirit has to go. We will not tolerate it in Jesus' name. I apply the blood of Jesus over every single one of you. You will hear the word of God, and like we said, you will change. So your identity determines your ability. When you know your heavenly identity, you operate from heaven's supernatural power. The mystery that he wants every believer to know is, is that your ability to operate in power is tied to your identity, and it should be Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, we already had a whole message on this topic, so I'm not going to get too deep into it, but I'm going to remind you of the scripture, which is Colossians 1.27. Colossians 1.27 says that God willed to make known what are the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is... Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's a mystery to some, but God wants to reveal it to all, all of us. And it's been revealed, and I decree over every one of you, it's revealed that Christ in you is the hope of glory. So the more we understand the power of God in us, the greater access we have to walk in it. The more that we understand the power of God in us, the more power we have to actually access what's available. Say, I have power to access what's available. Because I'm coming into an understanding of Christ in me, the hope of glory, my heavenly identity. As a result of knowing this truth and how to operate in it, two separate things, knowing the truth and how to operate in it. In it, as a result of knowing this truth and how to operate it, in it, causes principalities and powers to experience the power of God in me. It causes principalities and powers to experience the power of God in you. Every eye open, every ear hear exactly what I'm talking about. See, this mystery that God wants revealed in the life of a believer. The devil wants it to stay concealed because he knows that when you have the revelation of this, they have to flee because you know it's not just your identity, but it's your ability to walk in its power. Okay, just stay with me. It's going to become more clear. So who is chasing who? <laughs> who is chasing who? Demon 
powers should be running into believers who walk in authority and be driven out. When the demon spirit runs into your family, you should be the one driving it out instead of the one running from it. Mm -hmm. See, demon powers should be running into believers who walk in authority and be driven out instead of being the ones that are driving out the Christians. We all with me still? So become aware of what you're familiar with. We have to become aware of what we're familiar with or we can't drive it out. Familiarity. There are some things that you're so familiar with that you tolerate. You can't drive it out because it's become familiar. It may be obvious to everybody else, but it's not obvious to you because it's familiar. And you can't drive it out because you've tolerated it. You've become, it's become familiar. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Become aware of what you're familiar with so that you can drive it out. You cannot identify what you tolerate. You can't identify when you tolerate it. And you can't identify what you tolerate when it's been given a key to the front door. For some of you guys, you've given a key to the front door to that demonic spirit and you've learned to tolerate it and you wonder why life is the way it is. Lord, give us all revelation because I believe the blinders, we all have blind spots. And so, Lord God, remove the blind spots. Remove the blinders for every single one of us. Every single person. Because God wants us to be stronger, go up higher, right? He wants us to have, we have the mind of Christ. But unless we operate in the fullness of that, we are, there's still a deficit. Because we're tolerating or allowing certain things and we're not even aware. Oh God, make us aware. So your identity determines your ability. Identity in what? Identity in Christ. Your identity in who you are in God and in who God is in you. It's not just who you are in, in Christ. People go, I know who I am in Christ. Great. Do you know who God is in you? It's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference between who, who you are. I'm a, I'm a son or a daughter of the Most High God. I'm a friend of God. It's a, there's a difference between knowing who you are and knowing who God is in you. Knowing the supernatural miraculous power that lives on the inside of you. The indwelling presence of the king of kings. Knowing that this is the sacred mystery, the sacred secret living on the inside of you. That's not a secret anymore to you. It's been revealed. And you walk in power. You walk in authority. You walk in not just identity, but now you walk in the fullness of God's power. Because you know. That's when demons get afraid. See, it's easy to walk in the authority and in the identity of God 24-7 and 365 days a year when you know that you're a friend of God. When you know that you truly are a friend of God, this is not difficult. What I'm talking about, it removes the obstacles that God never put there in the first place. You did. We did. We allowed the enemy to do it, true, but we gave him access. God didn't put those barriers there. You are a friend of God. This is what the word of the Lord says. So your greatest downfall, so everything that I'm saying, so what's the greatest downfall? One of the greatest tactics that the devil uses to, to rob Christians of their identity in Christ and their ability to operate in their anointing 
is condemnation. It's one of the greatest tactics that he uses. He does it all the time. He knows if he can get you to accept condemnation, he knows that you're not going to operate in boldness. You're not going to operate in boldness if you're condemning yourself all the time, right? You can't function in your authority and have the devil, the devil subject to you if you're still under his lying influence. You cannot function in an author, his authority, people. Not fully if you're still allowing his lying spirit to operate and to bring condemnation, which is a lie, right? And you thought God was not pleased with you that whole time. But Romans 8, 1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Say it with me. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's Romans 8, 1. But that, the, our greatest downfall is when we take the lie of condemnation. See, condemnation and confidence are opposites. They're, they're literally opposite. They're like one end of the spectrum and the other end, right? So in order for faith or authority to really work in our lives, our conscience has to be open to God. Are we on, in agreement? Our conscience has to be open to God, right? So 1 John 3.21, it says, if our hearts do not condemn us, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. Hallelujah. If our hearts do not condemn us. But what is the enemy always trying to do? Condemn. Why? So that you won't have confidence towards God. So that in your prayer time, you can't pray with confidence. You pray with doubt because you're still under the lie that you're not good enough or it's still your fault or all the guilt and all the blame and all the shame. And instead of praying with the godly confidence, you're, the lie is still in effect. Are you hearing me? If our hearts do not condemn us, then we know we have boldness towards God. If our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence. But what is confidence? It's boldness towards God, right? It's boldness knowing that I can come before the throne of God, the throne of grace and mercy, and I can ask and I know that my heavenly Father wants to lavish me with the kingdom, the fullness of the kingdom, not just half of it, the fullness of the kingdom, right? Well, the devil knows that too. He knows that too. That's why he constantly tries to bring condemnation. See, it's your fault that your child is still the way they are. It's your fault that your marriage is, is the way it is. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. And you've repented and repented and you've cried a thousand tears, but you're still hearing it's your fault. And if you're not hearing it, you're, up, you're walking in it. Why? Because you won't get, pick your head up and you won't pray like a powerful person that's been forgiven. So in reality, your heart is still condemning you. And in reality, you still can't have that full confidence towards God because you're listening to the wrong voice. Am I speaking to anybody tonight? So the devil knows this. He knows that if we have boldness before God, if we have boldness before God, we're going to ask, we're going to believe, and we're going to receive. He knows that. So he brings accusations and he tries to get you to take the bait. Condemnation in your heart equals a lack of confidence in prayer. Condemnation in your heart is going to equal a lack of confidence in your prayer life. That's not who 
you're supposed to be. That is not who any of us is supposed to be. You know, Paul had a revelation that he would not die before his assignment was up. The Apostle Paul had a revelation he was not going to die. He was bold for the Word of God. He knew the Word of God. He had a revelation he was not going to die before his assignment was up. We have to have a revelation that what we have been called to do here on earth, we will fulfill it 100%, and we will not be robbed. That kind of tenacity, it has to be ours. It must be how we walk in faith, because if not, the enemy, you've left the door open. You've given him the key. So he had a revelation that he would not die, the apostle Paul. And his life was full of the glory of God. He had, a, he had a revelation that he would not die before he was ready. Okay, somebody, he had a revelation that he would not die before he was ready. And every religious person in the room is going, what? What do you mean he was ready? You mean before God said so? No, God's already said so. He's already promised you with long life he's going to satisfy you and show you his salvation. He's already said so. He had a revelation that he wasn't going to die until he was ready because he knew what he was called to do. See, too many people give too much access to the enemy and they think it's God. Time to grow up. Time to have the faith of God. He wouldn't die before he was ready. Many times he was shipwrecked and he should have died, but he had faith that he knew who he was in Christ, and he wasn't going to let it go, right? He had been beaten with rods, but he didn't allow the rods to even cripple him. He was bit by a snake, and he just shook it off. Everybody else would be like, oh, no, it's a venomous, poisonous snake. No, he didn't go there. Shook it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. That venom, that poison that came to assault you, to kill you, to destroy you, shake it off. You don't have time to waste. You are on your assignment. We're all on our assignment. We don't have time to waste. He was put in jail, but he wouldn't stay there. Do you see what I'm talking about? He was put in jail. He wouldn't even stay. Paul understood what it meant to have God living on the inside. It wasn't just he knew who he was in Christ. He knew what it meant to have God living on the inside. When we start getting more and more of that revelation that God is living on the inside of us, my God, what happens? Wow, what happens on the inside of us? We know, wow, devil and you were trying to lie to me and keep this truth from me all these years because you knew the minute the revelation comes out, the minute that sacred mystery, that secret that God was revealing to his people came forth and came through, the enemy was in trouble because you walk with the confidence now. You walk with the boldness and you are not going to, you're not going to uh, advocate, advocate your, your role or, or just give up and, and let someone take that place that God says is yours. The more that we understand the power of God in us, the more we have access to walk in it. The less you understand of the power of God in you, the less you have power to access it. You walk with I hope so instead of an I know so. You don't want to walk with I hope so when God is offering you an I know so. Right? The enemy will take advantage of the I hope so. 
you destroy his ways with an I know so. And you destroy his ways because no matter what it looks like, you're asking for prayer for your children. Even in the midst of difficulties, know that God is faithful to his word. And instead of allowing the enemy to torment you with what's happening in the natural today, you stand on the truth and say, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't even care what it smells like. I'm just going to decree the word of the Lord. And that is what I know. I know so. And it will come to pass. That kind of bold tenacity when the enemy tries to say, yeah, but it was your fault. Say, shut up, devil. That's already under the blood. Shut up, devil. I've already been forgiven. Shut up, devil. You're already defeated. You're already cast to the bottom of the sea. You're already been, you've already been, fall, you've fallen from heaven. You've already fallen from heaven. You already know where you're going. You already know the lake of fire that's waiting for you. We already know it too. Shut up, devil. You're defeated. See, many people think that the devil today is accusing them before God. Many people believe that the devil is still going up to heaven, like it says in the book of Job, and accusing the brethren before the throne of God. He's not doing that anymore. He's not doing that anymore because access has been denied to him. Access has been denied, people. But you'll have religion that will tell you, well, the devil's going to go up to the throne of God and accuse you before God. But you know what? Jesus is our intercessor, is he not? And he is, he is sitting at the right hand of the Father, right? So the devil cannot make it to the third heaven because he's already kicked out of there. Do you really think the God of the universe is just going to allow him to keep on coming back when he's already been kicked out? He's on the earth roaming around is where he is. He's on the earth roaming around. And in 1 Peter 5, 8, the word says, be sober. It says, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, mm -hmm, he walks around, he roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Where is he at? Where is the enemy? On the earth. He's not going up to the Father and trying to accuse you, and I'll tell you why. The word of the Lord says in Romans 8, 33, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? That's not a question that he's really wondering what the answer is. It's a question that obviously it's already answered. Nobody. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. See, he is not accusing you before God. He is accusing you before you. And he's accusing you before each other. Let it sink in for a moment. This mentality... That, that God has still left heaven open for the devil to come up and to come down. And guys, that was before Jesus. He's already went to the cross and he already paid the full price for us to go free. When you say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins, you're forgiven. You're not still in, in this debt of, of having this accusation being brought before the throne room of heaven because you've already been forgiven by his precious blood. Revelation 12, 10 says, the accuser of the brethren who accuses them before our God day and night has been cast down. Hebrews 12, 2, the author and the finisher of our faith. Well, he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. If Jesus is already 
in that place, in that position at the right hand of the throne of God, sitting there next to God. Do you really think the devil has a chance to come up and try to say his lame, sorry story? Your identity of Christ in you, the hope of glory, empowers you to operate as a holy, set-apart, devil-stomping, tongue-talking, victorious friend of God. That's who you are. So when your identity is right, your ability is strong. It's really, it boils down to our identity and knowing the power of God in us, then our ability to walk in what's already been offered is strong. See, devils should be saying, a Christian made me do it. Because, you know, you'll hear, you'll hear the opposite, right? Oh, the devil made me do it. A devil made me do it. You know, that's like the, people will say, well, the devil made him do it. And there's, there is some truth to it, although you still kind of had your part in it. Don't you be blaming everything on a devil. You had your part too. But a devil made him do it. We get it. But, a, but really, in reality, devils should be saying, a Christian made me do it. I can't help it. I know I was sent on assignment, but they bound me. What did you want me to do? I couldn't do a thing. They bound me. I'm stuck in this position. I knew I was supposed to go and assault their children. I knew I was supposed to go ruin their man. I'm stuck. Don't you see they bound me? That's what's supposed to happen. Christians should be, that we should, devils should be like, hmm, can't do that, Satan. Sorry, can't follow that order out. I've been bound. Jesus gave the 70 disciples the same power and authority that he gave his, his 12 apostles and that he gives us, right? To heal the sick, to cast out demons. In Luke 10, 17, when the 70 returned to Jesus, they said with joy, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They said this with joy, right? See, devils were running around doing what Christians told them. Read that again. They came back. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name, which means demons were running around doing exactly what Christians told them. Be bound. And they were mute. Shut up, and they couldn't speak. Out of that person, and they came out of that person. They were doing exactly what they were told to do. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. Don't miss it. Don't miss this truth. We need to step on that snake. Right? We need to stick, step on that snake, and we need to advance the kingdom of heaven. Luke 10, 19, and 20. We'll just, we'll go to the next couple of scriptures. It says, behold, I give you authority to trample, which means tread. Tread. You're going to tread on scorpions. You're going to tread on those snakes. You're trampling them down. You're trampling them underfoot. So it says, you're going to tread or trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, 
that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I've heard people say, well, just, you know, don't rejoice in that because don't, the scripture says, do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to us, but instead just rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And what happens is immediately there's a fear that blankets their mind. Oh, I can't rejoice in the fact that demons are subject to me. So fear blankets their mind because, oh, I can't be happy about it. I can't, can't rejoice in that. That's not the point. I'm going to tell you what the point is here in a minute. Because this is really important, and this really kind of sums up this whole teaching. See, we don't rejoice that demons obey us because, of course, they obey us. People, you shouldn't get so excited when a demon obeys you because you've just revealed that you don't know who you are. You've just revealed you don't know your authority because you got all excited because the demon went flying. If you really knew the authority you carried, you would expect nothing but. And you're not going to be celebrating going, wow, did you see that? Wow. What do you mean? Of course. Of course, they're subject to us. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Instead, rejoice in your identity, which is Christ, in you. The reason most Christians do not walk in power is because they rejoice in what they think is their ability instead of rejoicing in their identity in Christ. See, ability is a natural byproduct of a right heavenly identity. Luke 10, verse 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. What does that mean? I'm going to rejoice because my name is written in heaven. What does that mean? I'm going to rejoice because my identity is who God already said, and he says my name is written in heaven. I know who I am. My identity is I belong to him, and I've already been written in the book of life. My identity is in Christ. So yes, I'm going to rejoice. Of course I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice in the fact that I belong to him. It's about identity. When you walk in the identity of Christ, knowing it's God in me as well, not just who I am, but God in me, the hope of glory, right? Then demons have to run on my watch. They have to run because I know my identity. I'm not, I'm not having all this praise when a demon flees. That was an automatic. It's not my ability to cast it out. It's God's ability in me that I've partnered with to get kick that thing out. The rejoicing is the fact that I belong to him and he, and he says, I've already called you by name. I've already called you, you're mine. The rejoicing is my name is written in heaven. Hallelujah, I rejoice. My identity is in Christ. I rejoice because my name is written. It is written in heaven. Every demon has to flee on my watch. It's not a wow, did you see that? It's a better, better happen. Oh, it better happen because of Christ in me. My ability is Christ. My ability is his word. My ability is the word of God, the power of God. Where it says we shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free. When we know the truth, we become free. But if we don't know the truth, we stay bound. But you all know the truth. And every time we come together, we, we, we read forth the truth. I preach the truth and you are getting free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.